This is Outlandish Outcasts at outlandishoutcasts.com. Welcome to Outlandish Outcasts. I'm your host, Al. With me, as always, the lovely Desi. How are you doing tonight, Desi? I'm doing good. That's good. That's good. Another another week of quarantine survived. What day is it? I have no idea. <laughs> Neither do I. It's sometime before Thursday at 6 a.m. because that's when this comes out. This is true. This is true. It's the only reason I know what so, day of the week it is. how do we know when to release it? <laughs> oh, we just set the time, 6 a.m. Thursday. I set the time, 6 a.m. Thursday, and uh, hope it's not right. already 6 a.m. And Thursday. that's probably why the ad, you know, that, not the ad, but the our posts came out two days late on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Oh, did it? I didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, crap, it's Mother's Day. Oh, that's three days. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, my microphone is like falling away from me. <laughs> I can't seem to stop it. There. Oh. No, it doesn't like you today. It's All like, right. get away from me. Oh, well, we'll have to do it at a funky angle. <laughs> <laughs> that nope. might tie into a later no story. Comment. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think I'm first this week. I, I believe you are. And if I'm not, I'm going to go first anyway. Okay. I have an interesting little story here. Are you um, sure it's interesting? Well, I mean, I found it inter- interesting. I don't oh. Know. Maybe it's not interesting. Maybe You it's should probably boring. run your stories past me. Um, what would be the point of the show then? Because it's not about us, Alan. Oh, okay. It's about everybody else. Okay. Anyway, my story starts with a little boy named Timmy Vick. Timmy Vick. Timmy Vick. He's a five-year-old little boy with autism. Aw. He also has a brain tumor. Oh. So, sorry to bring everybody down to start the show, but... Yeah, I was. this is what I was trying to get to, like, you should probably run your stories <laughs> past me, because every Hold every on. episode, I swear, either you're saying, before I'm asking, that you're probably going to depress everybody, or bring the mood down. Yeah, well, I'm going to try to bring it up, so... I Just pray to God hang in there. you bring it up, because my next story... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Anyway, Timmy had a favorite toy. His favorite toy was this fake, you know, replica WWE wrestling championship belt. WWE. Yes. For us old people, it was WWF <laughs> when we were kids. I know. I don't even associate with WWE. It like takes three seconds for me to process. <laughs> oh, WWF but, now E. But it was his favorite toy. He brought it everywhere. Okay. And before he went in to have this brain surgery he was going to have, his dad thought of a really cool idea and reached out to an artist on Etsy. Okay. And the artist specialized in taking these plastic you know, championship belts and putting jewels all over them and making them look real and feel real. And he thought that would be a really nice gift for Timmy while he was in the hospital um, recovering from his but surgery. Timmy has autism. Yeah. I could see that being an issue. Well, I don't think it was, but I'm not going to get that far in the story. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay. Uh, uh, Timmy's father, Tim. <laughs> yes. Timmy is a junior. Junior. Reached out to uh, a man named Sergio Morena. Sergio. That's the the artist that designs these belts. And he was just looking for a deal, like he couldn't afford a lot, but willing to pay for it. But Sergio said, no, um, just just ship it to me. Pay for the shipping to ship the belt here, and I'll do it for free, which nice. is awesome. Really nice to do for a little boy. So one night, uh, Sergio's out on the town. He's downtown at a bar. 
uh, he gets a notification on his phone. He has one of those video doorbells mm-hmm. that the package has arrived with Timmy's belt to to work on. And a few minutes later, he gets another notification and sees the video footage of two women stealing <gasps> the package. Oh, oh shame on them. Now, this is a problem, obviously, everywhere. There are a lot of people who complain about having packages stolen. I'm it's glad. It's not just packages. I've been seeing regular mail well, yeah, yeah. disappearing. Uh, it, you know, I'm, I'm glad that video doorbells are becoming more popular because ho- so hopefully that'll bring down the theft of all this stuff because people do get caught. But anyway, uh, Sergio was not very happy. So the first thing he did was not call the police. The first thing he did was he called the local news. Oh, my God. Because of the who they took this belt from, I'm yes, assuming. Yes. So that night on the 10 o'clock news, the news played the video of the women steal- stealing the belt. Good. Two days later, two women showed up at Sergio's door with a box with the belt inside the box and an apology letter. And that apology letter talked about how, you know, they've lived really hard lives. This was a super big mistake. They, they have drug problems and are going to seek treatment. And they, when they saw themselves on the news, they were so embarrassed. They had to bring the belt back. Two days later, it took them. Two though. days later, it took. They them. were not embarrassed. I. Uh, They're I not going to get help. They just did not want to get in trouble, and they thought it out of. Sorry, my well, own opinion, but that was just them trying to get out of. I'm not a bigger saying. Punishment. I'm not saying I disagree, but I never hear of anybody getting caught for these things. So I'm just glad Timmy was able to get his belt back, uh, and they yeah. were able to get it to him, and just it. Glad that it ended on a on a high note where it was all taken care of. Um, the, the guy who did the, um, Sergio, the guy who did the, uh, the designing on the belt actually got a bunch of business from this because he caught a little bit of local fame, you know, cause he oh, was of course. You know, doing cause of how he was doing it and then he brought it to the news. So that's good. You know, he should get, should get all the props in the world for it, but props to him. Shame on those two women. One of the women did say in the letter that, uh, she had a six year old boy herself and she's so, so ashamed of what she did. Good. Shame on her. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. That like brings rage yeah. <laughs> to me. I just, oh. That's what I felt when I read it. And I thought that's kind of an interesting story. And at least it ends with, you know, it ends with thing, everything being good. The letter doesn't make it better oh, in my no, mind. Oh, no, of course it's the letter doesn't like, make it better. You know better. what? Th- that was their way of going, I got busted and I'm going to give you a ton of excuses instead of just taking it because they couldn't mm-hmm. even show up. And- in person, they had to leave a stupid letter. Exactly. Like, you know what? No, you're not sorry. You you really are not. You just do not want to get in mm-hmm. trouble. I agree. Jerks. I agree. But at least Timmy got his belt. <sighs> and I guess now he sleeps with it every night. Aww. Well, then good. That didn't kind of backfire. I was a little scared because you know how people with autism, a yes. lot of times they don't like the change. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, you're very aware Ugh! coming out of brain surgery and your belt is now different yes so well my first story is so when i was younger mount st helen erupted oh picking things right up with on my birthday on your birthday on my birthday so my birthday's coming up this week mount st helen erupted may 18th 
we don't know need to go into the year because I'm going to be 24 this year. Mm, Throwing it out there. Shut your mouth. Just So when I was younger, though, I remember in school learning about Mount St. Helen. And a lot Mm -hmm. of people probably don't remember it because of the fact that. And I remember, I think, because it fell on my birthday. Mm -hmm. So it was like, ooh. I mean, it was catastrophic, but oh, May 18th. (laughs) (laughs) Something cool about your birthday. Something happened on my birthday. I mean, things like that always, you know, I've always helped me remember dates of things if they happen to coincide with something that's important to me. Well, it's the only thing I know that has fell on mm. May 18th other than it's also Cher's birthday. Mm. So I share a birthday with her. I don't know if anything her. famous thing happening on my birthday. I do on the day I was, on the day my mom found out she was pregnant with me, but that's, you know, no well, I don't, I, I have a book of things somewhere mm. around here that, Tells you other stars that oh, were born. On I do her. know. I do know other stars. Like Garth Brooks was born on my birthday. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love him. I do. So yeah, more than me some days. <laughs> some days. <laughs> so, but Mount Saint Helen, I think, kind of got to me because there was a guy on there that refused to leave when they he was informed of really? the fact that. I guess it it's going to erupt. Me. They just didn't know when. Yeah. I guess it doesn't surprise so, me. There's many people who refuse to do things when they really should. And I'm not really going to get into his story. I'm going to bring it up a little, but I was originally looking into his story. Okay. And then I was like, yeah, you know, let's just kind of go all the way around this. Um, mistakes lead to needless deaths from worst volcanic blast. Um, there were signs that an eruption was coming, but no one predicted how big it would be. Okay. So apparently this event was a lot bigger than Katrina, the hurricane. Okay, I could see that. So. I mean, if if Mount St. Helens would have blown in now, it would have been covered way different. Everybody would know of it because well, of the way news is done now and the way It was things, covered back then. I'm not it saying was it covered wasn't covered. months before it was I'm not saying even, it wasn't covered, but you could... Many people that I know in my life would say right out they've never watched the news. True. And especially back in that day where now you just open Facebook. You know, you're going to you're see gonna it. You're going to see it. Yeah. But some volcanoes, like Hawaii just had one that erupted. Mm-hmm. But it, it didn't leave some catastrophic. I mean, yeah. there was an ash that yeah. covered for miles and miles. It erupted, but it was like... People lived on the island, and yeah. they still lived on the yeah. island. It was just you stayed this off was, that part of the island. Yeah. This was a little different. So um, so the government officials, they had time to ensure that everyone was safely evacuated from the area around Mount St. Helens in Washington State Volcano that erupted on May 18th of 1980. Ooh, I just ate myself. <laughs> 24, I'm 24. Okay, and this happened so, after you were born? Shut your face. Okay. Okay, so the mountain had been showing signs that it might blow for months. I kind of went through that. But logging interest, which owned most of the land around the volcano, uh, were at odds with the geologists. And then, like, over how big the danger zone should be. So, apparently, loggers had something to say instead of just like, hey. (laughs) It kind of sounds familiar with Yeah environmentalists and and global warming and other things currently happening even 
sorry. <laughs> science <laughs> is science. <laughs> and when it's unpredictable and you don't know, yeah. a logger shouldn't really have say on, yeah, I think this should be fine. <laughs> yeah, no, we shouldn't. <laughs> Let's look at the science here, people. Don't look at the loggers for that information. No, yes. but... That's not how it always worked. It's don't look still at the, not how it Don't works. look at the tobacco industry and say, does it cause lung cancer? That's not who you ask. Uh, no. No. My grandma, she died of a heart attack, but it had nothing to do with the pa- fact that she smoked about a pack or two packs a day. No, of course not. Oh, so anyways. Um, so this was one of the 50 large eruptions of Mount St. Helens that have occurred in the past 500 years. And the largest, most powerful natural disaster that has occurred in the modern United States. Okay. So, um, when they say modern United States, I'm going, what do they mean by that? Because is this like Tristan modern Uh, or is this our age modern or is this modern like somebody is still alive that was around during that event? Usually when they say modern, they mean post-reconstruction, so post-Civil War is usually what more of a modern. So what happens when we're all dead? Because I wasn't even alive for the Civil War. Well, of course not. It was hundreds of years. It was hundred years before we were born. <laughs> so in 50 years, is it going to be modern? I don't know. Ugh. Alan, you didn't answer that. I'm sure they'll have a new word for it. <laughs> Postmodern? Yeah. <laughs> It'll be post- post-apocalyptic 50 years from now. <laughs> uh, if there are no zombies, post-apocalyptic, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. Still going to be pissed. Okay, so um, the thing that surprised the geologists, though, was with the blast devastation, a large, it devastated a large area that caught them off guard. Um, It was a reason that many people were killed, but it was incredibly lucky that the eruption happened on a Sunday morning. Okay. So loggers weren't working. Well, that's good. Because there would have been, like, at least hundreds yeah, of loggers that would have been horrible in the woods even though they're the ones that were saying you know don't worry about it so maybe, never mind i don't want to shame see on them loggers <laughs> just kidding i'm just kidding every life is valuable in my opinion trust me i agree so and my dad was a logger yes so i have nothing against loggers throwing that out there but save the environment <laughs> <laughs> i'm not taking a political stance here um so, for about two months before the eruption, there had been um, succession of events in the mountain, earthquakes, subset earthquakes. <laughs> so, there was a bunch of stuff, like, showing, hey, this is going to happen. Yeah. It's a matter of when and a matter of when. It could mm. be tomorrow. could, could be. be a year f- or two from now. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know because it's unpredictable. Um, one of the remarkable things about the eruption is that it occurred on a clear, cloudless, sunny Sunday morning. Hmm. So this is the first event of a natural um, photographed and videotaped. So you can Google you this can and it. you can see this. A husband and wife geologist team, Keith and Dorothy Stuffel, they were flying over the mountain in a small airplane when the big eruption started. Holy cow. So they saw the crack that formed across the top of the mountain, and then the whole north side of the mountain started sliding down towards Spirit Lake and the Truddle River three <laughs> to four miles away. No geologist had ever seen a landslide of this magnitude before. It was the largest landslide 
in the recorded human history. Mm-hmm. So cool. Um, I learned all about landslides in the last week. So but this is a lava landslide, yes, so you know different. there's like fire. Yes, we also learned about volcanoes. Our son learned about <laughs> it. You learned about it. I did not. Yeah, you're right. I did not. He, he is hooked on disasters, and we read a disaster book every day. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be like me because I was big into science, and I had to mm-hmm. learn about all of it. I was going to be a storm chaser at the ripe old age of 11, 10, somewhere around there. I don't yeah. know. Um, so mistakes were made, which resulted in the danger zone being smaller than it should have been. And this is partly because geologists in the 80s did not have the technology information to know the range of ways which Mount St. Helens and other volcanoes can react. Okay. So there's been um, lateral blasts, or there's never been a lateral blast of this size, and that caught the geologists by surprise. Hmm. And the eruption spewed, spewed... 540 billion tons of ash into the air, darkening the sky. And this actually caused the strength or the street lights to turn on 300 miles away. Yeah, well, I I, I believe it. I 300 believe miles away. I remember away. hearing about how far that ash kind of Oh, you're that old too? Yes, I'm hmm. that old. I'm not I'm afraid not of it. 24. So, um, so 57 people who were killed, only three were designated as being in the danger zone. Okay. Um, one of these stories I did read, and there's also videos you can go on where people were actually recording themselves, because this is a vacation area. Mm-hmm. People were recording. They had camcorders back then. Um, I saw one thing where some guy was climbing over ash and car trying to get out of the area Holy going cow. logs and stuff. So you can find this stuff on on Google. That's some scary stuff. Or the internet. Um, Mike and Lou Moore, they were camping with two other groups on the Green River. The other two groups had, both had fatil- uh, fatalities, but the Moors just happened to be camping in the shadow of a large mountain that stood between them and Mount St. Helen. As a result, the trees under which they were camping did not fall. Because of the big blast, it knocked all the trees out. Okay. Except where they were camping because of that mountain. Um, They decided to try to get back in their car, so they started walking down the trail past trees, and then that had been blown down by the volcano. They realized that they couldn't get over those trees, and there was probably a mile of downed trees before they could get to their car. Hmm. So they decided that they were going to spend the night, Mm -hmm. which would be scary because there's ash still coming from the sky. That would be really freaky. Um. They had a four-year-old and a three-month-old daughter <laughs> with them. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. So Lou, the mother, I mean, we've been camping with an infant before. Y- yes, we have, but so, not covered in ash. No, no. <laughs> well, you're not expecting it. I mean, I know. you know it's going to happen, but you're not in the danger zone. Yeah. Um, the mother was wearing a bright orange fleece jacket, which the helicopter pilots flying overhead spotted down on the Green River. So that's what saved them, which is a good thing. Okay. Um, they were worried about getting them all in the helicopter, and they said they needed to leave the backpack behind. And she was like, um, there's a baby in there. And they're like, okay, you can keep the baby. <laughs> well, that's nice of them. <laughs> so um, Harry Truman, owner of the Spirit Lake Lodge, 
and longtime resident of Mount St. Helens area refused to leave his home. So he was buried under the landslide. He's the one that oh. I remember hearing about. He absolutely, he was in the danger zone. Mm-hmm. He lived on the mountain. Um, Harry Truman was not the president. Yeah, different, different Harry Truman. <laughs> um, who was close to the volcano, closest to the volcano, became nationally and even even internationally famous for his refusal to leave the lodge. So there's clips, mm-hmm. that news clips, you can see he's being interviewed and he's like, nope, not going to do it. Hmm. Um, he was portrayed by the press as sort of a rugged Western loner who defied government authority. And trust me, if you read Wikipedia and mm-hmm. other things out there about him, he defied yeah. the government. <laughs> I, I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he owned the lodge for more than 50 years, and he refused to evacuate because difficulties for local law enforcement, it caused difficulties mm-hmm. for local law enforcement. People would say, Harry Truman is up in his lodge. Why can't I go to my property? Mm-hmm. So um, the blast was so powerful, it broke off 10 feet or trees 10 feet in diameter as if they were matchsticks. Harry Truman's wow. lodge was instantly destroyed and all the structure on Spirit Lake was buried under 200 feet of avalanche debris. Hmm. So not a sign of his lodge or even himself was ever found. Wow. So That's he's sad. still... But you know what? He was like 80-some years yeah, no, old. I'm, I'm sure it was how... I mean, if he left, he'd have no life. All he knew was the lodge exactly. and running it his whole life. If he leaves and loses the lodge, he'd rather be dead. I totally can understand that. Well, I don't even think he believed, kind of, if you read on him, he didn't really believe he was going to get hurt. Okay. Yeah. He thought he was going to be mean, just fine. Yeah. We see people in the world like that today, every day. So, so if you read up on it, it wasn't, it wasn't true. He was mm-hmm. going to be fine. They were just trying to push him out of his cabin yep so just just the damn government trying to tell me what to do <laughs> it was more or less what he thought and you anybody can go read that um mount saint helen it had been active on a regular basis for thousands of years even if it does not erupt in immediate future which i kind of hope it does and that's probably because i don't live over there <laughs> yeah, you live there i'm sure you um it will erupt again and no one knows exactly when like any volcano mm-hmm. there yep. is no prediction um, the volcano was active most recently from 2004 to 2018, and then building the lava dome inside the hollow, uh, hollowed out crater from 1980 eruption. It's not active right now, but it could become at any okay. moment. Yeah. So cool. someday I would like to go there, but it's not like a top yeah. dream type thing for me, but just because I've always felt that connection with that yeah being that it happened on your birthday shortly after you were born but i do recommend anyone go check out even just harry truman's story Mm -hmm. in regards to not leaving because it was it was really interesting and it's just originally that's what i was going to cover and i was like you know what (laughs) the disaster itself is big enough and if somebody's interested in that and want to go see Mm -hmm. what he had to say about it okay yeah cool cool all right, well, my next story, it's not a long story. My last <coughs> two are not very long. And happy birthday to you this week, Desiree. Happy birthday to you this week, Desiree. Liar. It's actually like <laughs> next week, so it's really hard to say that. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. 
Anyway, my next story is more of a did you know, like... I knew everything. Oh, well, see, I knew, I knew. I wanted to talk about a product. Shoes? A, no, not shoes. <laughs> a product that was first made in the 1930s. Um, and Underwear. It was designed in the 1930s Socks. as a cleaning thingy, <laughs> a cleaning solution, a cleaning product, cleaning product. Windex? To, to clean soot off of your wallpaper from your coal-burning furnace in your Weird. home. I never even thought of it, but why? It was developed in Cincinnati, Ohio. It was extremely popular. Was it called Lava? You know, I couldn't find the name. Because there was Lava it was, soap uh, that my dad used to use to get green, oh, or not green soot. The soap was green. I know that soap. To get the grease but off it, this is This isn't it. And this, in your lifetime, this was never used as a cleaning product. <laughs> <laughs> you mean they took it off the shelves? No, in the 1950s, people stopped using coal. Okay. So they had no need to clean the soot off their wallpaper anymore because they stopped having coal-burning furnaces in their own home, gotcha. typically. So the company was kind of panicked. And the grandson of the CEO of the company um, went to his grandfather and said, you know what, I, I really like playing with this stuff. What the... And I like molding. Th I like molding things with it. And it's really fun. Is it Play-Doh? Come the birth of Play-Doh. <laughs> Shut the front door. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Originally developed to you take the putty and you put I it on the wall. That. I'm so excited. I'm so smart. <laughs> you take the putty and you I put it on you, the wall. I know it, it all. And and it would it would you know peel off all the uh, all the Seriously? soot and stuff. And that's that's where Play-Doh came from. And I thought that was so cool. I oh, mean, the rest of the story of the company is not that interesting. It's, you know, bought by here, bought by there. Water and salt. It, exactly. Shut exactly. up. You would think baking soda before that because I clean almost everything in the house, like our stove. I yeah. use baking soda and salt. Yeah. But I mean, this is, you know, soot. It's really easy to come off as long oh, as it comes right my off. God. You know, if you wipe it, it's going to smear. But if you, like, can get it to stick to something and just pop off, and that's why Play-Doh was perfect for it. So that's what the... That's I bet silly putty would be was way for. better nowadays. Probably, nowadays. probably, but because you can like, I remember being a kid and putting silly putty on a newspaper and you pull it off and it mm. was like, oh look, the comic strip. What did Garfield yep. oh, I remember have doing to that. say today? I used to like doing that, or like you know, you make it into a little ball and it's like a super ball and you bounce it around all over the place. Yeah, I like to stick at the things and. Yeah. Pull it apart. I was also really good at leaving it out of the container, kind of like our kids in slime, and then it gets all hard and not good anymore. <sighs> Don't even get me started on slime because <laughs> it's not even so much as leaving it out of the container as trying to wipe their hands off on the walls. Yes, this When is they true. have it on their hands and don't want it there, and it's like, that's what soap and water is for. Our daughter's hands have been green for like three days. <laughs> <laughs> it's on our kitchen table, the brand yeah. new one we just bought. Doesn't surprise me. Anyway, that's just a quick little did you know the history of Play-Doh. I didn't, but that is amazing. I thought it was really cool. I, I thought that was cool. I really like finding out how a product was made when it's something. Like, I did super glue one week when we were on one of the yeah. one of the episodes. I like things like that. Like, why was this originally invented? And oh, my it's God. Completely it, different than what, from what's used It kind of reminds me of, like, remember back in the day when we'd watch Mr. Rogers? Mm -hmm. And he'd have the little films where how they make things, mm -hmm. like crayons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, crayons. Yeah. Crayons. Crayons. 
Crayons. Crayons. Crayons. You know, we did this on an episode <laughs> of I Can Taste It 10 years ago. Did we really? <laughs> yes, we and did. You know what is funny at work? I, I did a thing. I was like, you guys, you know those little color things that you color with? The wax things? Not the colored pencils. The, the, and it was like half of the team. Oh, yeah. It was half of the team. Some were like mm-hmm. crayons, and the other were like crayons. It, it all Did depends I say that on right? what you, It all depends on what you heard as a kid and what the person who it's was crayons. Teaching, there's a Y in it. If you Google it and ask for the audio, <laughs> they very clearly say oh, really? crayons. Really? So when we're in the cities and we're driving down, um, what's the boulevard right by the Mall of America? I have no idea. And it says the name, and you want to just bust out laughing because it's like, that is not how it's even pronounced. <laughs> so not even close. So no, Google doesn't know. That's true. Google might not always be right, but there is a Google has a wrong In dialect. the middle of crayon. Crayon. What do you do with the Y? It's right in the middle of the word. You know, there's a silent E sometimes, just like... I've never heard of a silent Y. <laughs> It says I sometimes. Yeah. So, crayon? <laughs> <laughs> Take your logic elsewhere, Alan. Okay, okay. Okay. Anyway, we can move on. We can like, move on. Watching Oak Island, we have Pura. 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 Yes. Pewiter. Bobby Dazzlers. I love him, though. He's my favorite. Even though half the time I'm like, what the hell did he just say? <laughs> but once you figure it out, you know. So... Yes. I'm next. Yes. Thinking of finding treasures, that it was actually kind of a good lead-in. I didn't even think of it, even though this isn't treasure. It's fossils. Okay. So, um, Belgium, Pakistan, they, um, this is the, those are the areas that these fossils were found. Okay. So, you know, anchovies? Yeah. So they have prehistoric ancestors. Okay. With one single cyber tooth in their front mouth. Cool. I know. Look. See? It's well, being caught freaky. by another fish. That but is that is cool looking. It's like a baby fish with one little tooth one little hanging tooth. there. That's funny. It's so funny. And a bunch of little sharp ones coming up from the bottom. Yeah. Um, but it has a single upper tooth sab- saber tooth. Was it so, four? You gonna tell us? I don't know. They're don't like know? plankton. Okay. okay. So, and of course, as we know, the dinosaurs and everything were much bigger than we were. Yes. So I have no clue if this has to do with like the oxygen. I've always wondered that. Like the oxygen levels were more, we have more carbon monoxide in the air nowadays, apparently, or whatever. Is that why things were so much bigger back in the day? I have no idea. I've always wondered. I don't know if there's that theory out there, but that's always in my head. Like more oxygen, so it grew taller. Why were dinosaurs think, so much bigger than us? I don't us? think it has anything to do with that. I mean, yes, like, there's less oxygen bigger, in the air trees. now, but 200 years ago when there was more oxygen in the air, people were smaller <laughs> than they are today. People were smaller, but other things were bigger. Yeah, yeah they are. Like, I don't even know trees why. were bigger. I mean, because they didn't get cut down. Because even look at it, like, nowadays, maybe, maybe that's it. You know? Because I'm like, nowadays, things aren't as big as they were if you go to like California Redwood Forest yeah. or something or whatever. 
but then you go up into higher hundreds and hundreds of higher years old, altitude areas where there's less and less ox- oxygen. They're like teeny tiny little yeah. toothpicks. You yeah. could almost like pull it out of the ground and like start picking your tooth with it. Maybe I don't teeth know with it. So I don't know. But these things were found. Uh, paper published in the journal Royal Society Open Science. Uh, revealed that the unusual anatomy of the saber tooth anchovies painted a far um, spikier picture of what the modern day pizza topping could have looked like and had the adaptation emerged across the ray finned fish. So the paper reports that the discovery of the closed predator, uh, predatory cousins of the modern anchovy, which were much bigger and packed an impressive set of teeth. Most bizarrely, the fish sported fangs on the lower jaws. Okay. So I'm assuming the tooth set in between in that. Between. How funny is that? It's just, to me, I'm like, oh, little cute <laughs> That's just me. Um, so the lower jaws with the single upper saber tooth. Cool. So That's cool. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't even know how I came across that, but I'm like... That's kind of creepy looking. Then I was reading. I'm like an anchovy <laughs> with the teeny tiny little tooth. Oh my god, adorable! That's funny. Who the hell calls anchovies adorable? Oh, not very many. <laughs> <laughs> I won't eat them, but you know, <laughs> that was kind of cool. So another yeah. prehistoric dinosaur that that we had no idea about. Yeah, cool. Hmm. Cool, cool. My last story. Dun dun dun. It's. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Is it well, sad? No, it's Is not. It depressing. It's not depressing. It's not sad. Is it uplifting? Maybe I don't. I don't even know if it's anything. You're a jerk. Anyway, you know, there's there's like a day for everything. What? Like there's always a day for National Donut Day, <gasps> National Pancake. It was day. National Unicorn Day the other day. And sometimes those national days become national months. You know, mm-hmm. this month, that month. Right. It's like this month's National Desiree's birthday month. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And May is also another n- national month. I mean, not, it has a lot not of declared national. by the government, but declared by another group of people. But er, it, it is another kind of national month. What? Um, in 1994, uh, giving a speech in front of the United Nations for World AIDS Day, the, um, what do you call it, Surgeon General, uh, her name was uh, Jocelyn Elder. Okay. She was giving a speech, and an audience member had asked her a question um, about whether masturbation would be a good way to discourage sex, sex, uh, blah, blah, sex, risky sexual behavior. Okay. And she responded that she thought that it's something that's part of human sexuality and something that maybe perhaps should be taught in school. Okay. For saying that, uh, she was fired. By Bill, oh, of by course. Bill, well, by Bill 1994, Clinton. of yep. course. She, she by was. Bill Clinton of all. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> fired by Enough Bill said. Clinton. Ugh. In response to her being fired, um, a national chain store called Good Vibrations. <laughs> you can just guess what they sell. I got the good <laughs> vibrations. They declared the 28th <laughs> of May to be National Masturbation Day. Oh, that's so funny. Um, over the years, it has grown to being May as National Masturbation Month, and a lot of um, uh, a lot of groups use this to help start awareness for different things. Uh, a lot of it being women's health 
or um, you know sexual abuse or things like that, and they use the 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 uh, platform of National Mas- Masturbation Month to kind of get their message across. Okay. So it's it's National Masturbation Month this month. Just thought I'd let you know. It's also Disability Awareness Month. I don't know if they tie in, but <laughs> you sprain your wrist. <laughs> God. I have no comment. All I was thinking was we went for my birthday to to masturbation. I don't Weird. know. Weird. I don't know. Weird. It was my last story. Well, it wasn't a bad last story. It was story. a bad story. But it was my birthday month. It's your birthday month. It's my birthday month awareness. It's your birthday month, month awareness month. Yes. Okay. Now that we at least got that one cleared <laughs> up. <laughs> my last story actually is from Chihuahua, Mexico. There's a place called Chihuahua, Mexico. I've always wondered. Yes. I've always wondered if that's where the first Chihuahua came from. Well, that was my thought. Or maybe the city was called that because when they, whoever showed up there and called it that was like, oh, look, Chihuahua. <laughs> we will call this place Chihuahua. Chihuahua. <laughs> I have no clue. Okay. So Chihuahua, Mexico. The corpse bride in the window. La Pas- Pascalita in Mexico. Okay. I heard the name so many times, but I still can't say it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. This is normal for me, as we have all are aware <laughs> yes, of. we all know. So, uh, for more than 80 years, 80 years, okay, okay, visitors from all over the world have been lured to a wedding gown shop in Chihuahua, Mexico to study the spookily, lifelike bridal mannequin in the window. Picture? Oh, my God. What? She looks real. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, that's what the story is about. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. <laughs> so. But how old? 80 years old. Oh well, this is, this was, the story is from 19, or 19, uh, 2014. Okay. So, 85 mm-hmm. now. That's some nice work. 85, 86 now. So. She still looks so young. I wonder if I'll look like that at 86. <laughs> I don't know. So, you'll, you'll never turn 25. How will we know? <laughs> I turn 25 next year. That's oh, how math works. Oh. 23. What comes after 20, 29? 21. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyways, um, she was first instilled in the window in 1930. People soon realized that she had an uncanny likeness to the store's owner at the time. Okay. Uh, Pascala Esparza. Okay. Um, they concluded that the apparent mannequin was really the embalmed body of Esparza's daughter. Oh, my God. Who had died recently on her wedding day after being bitten by a black widow spider. Mm. So they didn't confirm that. That's not even a confirmation. Okay. This is local legend. Okay. So um, I'm sure many people say, this is what happened. I tell you, I, I heard him. <laughs> I heard my grandma told me. It's like the game telephone. Yeah. So... According to the legend, the mannequin is not really a model at all, but the perfectly preserved corpse of the previous owner's daughter. Can you so, perfectly preserve a cor- corpse anyway? 
Like, that's that part I of a thing like skin deteriorates yeah. and all this but if you go online there was like things like i'm gonna hand you this picture don't say it out loud yet oh you should almost pull it up on google now with the history and see if you can pull up that hand I don't it have almost a looks I like there's blood coming out of like the ring finger and i'm just like oh my god because that mm. picture the ink is we need yeah i'm ordered ink. i ordered ink today but if you look at the hands I mean, you can see the creases in there. Her hands are oh, yeah. dirty and everything yep. in there. And it's just like, it's so lifelike. Um, they change her dress twice a week at the bridal store. Really? Into a new bridal wedding dress okay. to display. Whatever they're trying to sell that week kind of exactly, thing. Exactly. <laughs> or they just kind of want to. Yeah. One of the workers said it's so realistic. She has varicose veins in her legs. Oh, my God. Like, one of the... When one of the ladies who has to change her shakes every time she gets near her. So if she's shaking, how realistic is this mannequin? Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. So, I'd like to go see this mannequin. Yeah, no, not me. I'll stay far, far away from there. Hmm. So this is probably one thing I don't want to go look into her glass eyes. I'm air quoting her glass mm -hmm. eyes. I don't want to see it. Mm. I mean, it's probably not real. Because, like you said, with a mummy, skin, even if you're yeah, mummified... Things skin, deteriorate. Like, you you they, know, they, they're not perfectly preserved. But there's things like, it's a curse, all this other stuff. So it's just like... Okay. I suppose Arr! this is, you know, very, can be a very superstitious culture. And, yeah, I could see how... And they also say, like, um, there's a French magician that would arrive at night and bring her to life, take her out on the town, all this other stuff. So hmm. it's just like, yeah, it's creepy. That it's, is creepy. It's creepy. Like even just showed me the flash of the. You just showed me a quick picture of her, it and looks I'm like, realistic. I'm like, that looks like a lady in a wedding dress, like in a veil. Like, like I wish this wasn't. <laughs> the ink is so bad right now. We need to order ink. But her hands, I'm just. It's. I'm in awe. Like 1930, mm -hmm. who made this? Who made this? Yeah, that's, that's it just crazy. Floors me. Crazy, crazy. I should have searched that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The company that made the most realistic—it's like one of those infant babies you see nowadays for little kids, mm -hmm. and it's real life looking. It's real life looking. Like <laughs> I won't even get one for our kids because yeah. it creeps me out. Yeah. Creeps me out. Yeah. Hmm. So that's like that. That is but very creepy. Who made that? Very creepy. I don't know. Crazy. <laughs> Before we wrap up, I wanted to mention something very quickly. I don't remember the name of the people. I just remember that it had a story on it, and I saw it in the news today. Uh-oh. Remember the couple um, in Iowa, I believe, um, the guy, they were going through a divorce, and the guy was challenging his ex-wife and her lawyer to like a ancient sword fight match. I covered it like I don't way know if early it was on. Iowa, but I know what I you're talking about. Um today a court deemed him not insane and in that they I mean he can't they're not going to like fight have a sword fight, but she tried to get him deemed as insane and not able to take care of himself and court deemed him not insane just really really mad. <laughs> <laughs> so just quick update on an earlier story <laughs> well it is amazing when you're going through a feud with somebody oh, yeah. that you love near and dear and it's not so much near and dear how crazy oh, yeah. you can go yes so, yes 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 so, so 
But so, yeah, that is kind of crazy. But, you know, I mean, who has swords nowadays? If you want to go crazy at us, all you got to do is send us an email. Go crazy. <laughs> go crazy. Outlandishoutcast at gmail.com. Or feel free to come to our Facebook page, like us, share us at Outlandish Outcast Podcast. You can send us a tweet at uh, on Twitter at Outlandish Outcast. What the? Outlandish Casts. Holy cow, I forgot the Twitter handle. Or you can come to Instagram, where I think a lot of people are there, and Twitter or whatever, but Instagram mm-hmm. at Outlandish Outcast, and come follow us. Yes, yes, or give us a rating or review in whatever application you are listening to this show on. I need to hear it. <laughs> and with the week coming up, I hope, Desi, you have a happy birthday. I'm going to have a happy birthday, and if I don't, there will be hell to pay. If there is no episode next week, it's because I'm dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> have a good week, everybody. Bye. Bye.